Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word and his sacrament. The intro it for the third Sunday of Easter, Misericordius Domini. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Alleluia. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Alleluia. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Alleluia. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Alleluia. The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday of Easter, Misericordius Domini, is from Ezekiel chapter 34. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep, that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle is from 1 Peter chapter 2. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel of St. John, the 10th chapter. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. 
I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You all might have noticed that when I'm preaching and when I talk about the world, that I almost always mean it in a negative sense. I'm almost always talking about the darkness that's in the world, the sin that's in the world, the death that is in the world. About the truth that creation itself has been so corrupted by what we do, by what we have done in the past, that this world is no longer the place that it was supposed to be. However, at the same time as that is true, this world was indeed created to be good, it was created to be beautiful. And in fact, even now, this pasture that our Lord has created for us still has those glimpses of goodness, those glimpses of beauty. It is, in fact, still the best place for us to be, the place that God has created it to be. Even though it has admittedly become more dangerous and a little bit darker. And the reason that that's true, the reason that this world, this pasture of the Lord's sheep is still good, is because this is where God has created for us. This is a creation of the Good Shepherd. He is the one who created this pasture to give us a place that we could live under his care and in his love. And make no mistake. Our intro, it is true. This world, even while still being a place of darkness and sin, is also still full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Listen again one more time, therefore, to our intro, it for today, and hear about that truth. Hear about the truth that this world, this pasture, full of the steadfast love of the Lord. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Alleluia. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Alleluia. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord, for he is our help and our shield. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Alleluia! By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Alleluia! Many of you have heard before, and as we talk about especially today, 
on the day that so many refer to as Good Shepherd Sunday. You all know then that that makes us the sheep of the Lord. You all likely know that we're pretty normal sheep in a lot of ways. We are just as weak as normal sheep are. We very often can't do the good things that we want to do and somehow or another end up doing the bad things that we don't actually even want to do. We can't even get ourselves to repent and to turn to God of our own power. And we certainly have no hope of being able to save ourselves, let alone anybody else. Just like a sheep. And just like a sheep, we are often foolish. We often do choose to do the wrong thing. We often do wander off away from the flock. Wander off away from the shepherd. Despite knowing the dangers that are out there. The wolves that are just waiting to snatch us up. And yet, despite the fact that we are often the ones who wander off into the wilderness, we are so often afraid. So often afraid of that darkness, afraid of that sin and that death, despite the fact that we're the ones who walk right up to it. We are, in fact, quite skittish, just like a sheep is. The littlest thing can scare us and get us to run away from the flock and run away from the shepherd. The exact opposite direction that we're supposed to be running. And all of these things really combine down to one thing that is so true of us just as much as it is true of a sheep. We are in need of protection. Sheep need to be guarded. They need a shepherd. And we too need that shepherd. We too need to be protected. And we need that so desperately and so direly because we do recognize the truths of this world. We do recognize that while this world can be good and while our good shepherd is here guarding us, that the wolves are also here. And we're pretty familiar with some of those. We know that the devil is out there. We know that he's prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking those whom he can devour. We know that he's trying to hurt God as much as he can by latching onto us and dragging us down to hell with him, to be tormented forever with him. And of course, we also are familiar with the very wolves that live inside of us. Our very own sinful nature. Our nature which is constantly trying to drive us away from our Lord. Drive us away from the shepherd who loves us. The corruption that is inside of us that is trying to get us to always do the wrong thing. Trying to get us to always just meander away. Out of the flock. Away the shepherd. And we're familiar with those things. We're familiar with the devil. We're familiar with our own sinful nature. But one thing maybe we don't think about quite as often is the wolves that are other people's sinful nature. 
Because, of course, we know that as much as we struggle against sin, so does everyone else. Everyone else has the exact same corruption inside of them, the exact same sinful nature. The thing that drives us to be selfish and greedy, to seek out power, to use it to lord over the other sheep. Everyone else is just like that. And so are we. And these are dangers that are in this world. These are things that truly can grab us and take us away from the flock. Especially when we go meandering off right into their arms. This world is truly dangerous. And we know that to be true. But at the same time, this world is truly the pasture of the Lord, which means that this is where the Good Shepherd is as well. And the Good Shepherd is the one who lays down his life for the sheep. He is the one who died on the cross in order to ensure our safety and our salvation. The one who gave up his life in order to ensure that his sheep would be safe. Jesus died on the cross in order to ensure that we would be safe, that we could be forgiven, and that salvation is ours through our faith in him. And then he rose again. He rose from the dead, proving to us that we too will rise from the dead one day, as you've been hearing for the last couple of weeks. But there's more to the resurrection than just that proof. Because you see, our good shepherd is not dead. Our good shepherd is alive. Our good shepherd is among us. Our good shepherd is here, able to protect us, able to be our help and our shield just as our intro it tells us. He is keeping his eye upon us. He is keeping his eye on those who fear him and those who hope in him. And we don't often put those two together, but we certainly can. Because, you see, we do need to be a little bit afraid of the Good Shepherd. Because we are normal sheep. And normal sheep wander off sometimes. And sometimes the shepherd has to be a bit rough in dragging us back to the flock. And we should fear that. We should fear that discipline that he will give us when we start to wander away so that we don't do that. But at the same time as we should be a little bit afraid of him, we should also hope. We should trust that he is still the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep, that no matter what he does for us, that it is for our good. That it is because he cares about us. That we are able to, while being afraid of him, hope in him, trusting him, believing in him. And this is why we who are righteous, we who have been given God's righteousness through our faith, through the word and the sacraments, praise him. It's why we sing Alleluia 
on Easter. It's why when we say, He is risen, you all respond, He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Yes, I forgot to do that at the beginning of the service, but I did it so yes. This is the one who has delivered our soul from death, the one who keeps us alive in famine. This is the one who we wait for here in the pasture, knowing that we can hope in him, that we can trust in him. And knowing that because he is here in this pasture with us, in this world with us, this earth is most certainly full of his steadfast love. That he has given us good things in this world, beautiful things in this world that we can trust in, that we can rely on. Perhaps the easiest of those things to see is the family. Our Lord has given every single person a family to be raised in, to live under in the protection and care of our parents. A family in which parents, as they get older, can trust and rely on their kids to care for them. But it's not just the family that's good. There's so much more as well. Our communities can be good. We have seen that in the midst of this virus, how people truly are stepping up to care for their neighbor, reaching out to make sure everyone's okay, doing things that we normally would never do in a million years because we recognize that we do care about those around us and that we want them to be healthy as much as we want us. And of course, how can we talk about the good things that are in the world without talking about the church? Without talking about the place where God has given us to receive the gifts that he gives. The place where you can come to hear the word and receive the sacraments. The place where you can come to be constantly and consistently given the forgiveness of your sins and to be reminded of what Christ did for you on the cross. Be reminded of the truth that the Good Shepherd laid down his life for you. Make no mistake. This world is dangerous. This world can be dark and full of sin and death. The wolves are here in the pasture with us. But also make no mistake. So is the Good Shepherd. And because the Good Shepherd is with us, this world does have beauty. This world does have goodness. This world does have the fullness of the steadfast love of the Lord. Just imagine, if that's what our Lord can do here in this fallen and broken world, this creation that we have corrupted, just imagine what it's going to be like to be in his pasture where there is no darkness, where there is no sin, where there is no death, where there are no tears or sadness. This is what we're waiting for. This is why we're waiting for him. For he will come back. Our good shepherd will come and take us from this pasture and bring us to his perfect one, wherein we will dwell with him forever into eternity.
now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.